the behind the scenes psychology of that is treating travel like a bill. So a lot of times people will think of travel as like a luxury item or something that's nice to have at the end of the year. Now you start to have like routines and now you get to say, okay, I'm incorporating this habit of saving is because when you do see a deal that comes up, a flight deal, a travel deal, you can just go up and actually buy it because you have the money saved there. Welcome back to another exciting show, the About That Water podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Weaver, and I am super excited to have on an amazing guest, an OG in the podcasting space. So much so, I'm super nervous even for my intros. But, but remember, we are here to help you build strong financial habits. And one of the financial habits that I haven't talked about a lot is about traveling. And Danielle uh, Corbett, has been doing this for many years and so much so that she's actually teaching people how they can actually travel and save at the same time. Danielle has paid off over $63,000 of student loan debt in four years, purchased a home at 27 and has traveled to 27 countries, including her favorites, Iceland, Bermuda, and China. Most recently, Danielle authored, We Are Financially Savvy Travelers which outlines how to become a financially savvy traveler and ways on embracing money mindfulness and intentionally uh, can lead to long to actually lifelong travel experiences. Um, and I just can't imagine on how you can deal with so much traveling and actually keep your mindset together. So how are you doing today, Danielle? I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about all the things, money and travel. Nice. Now, one of the things about traveling that we all love to travel, but do you travel and stay or do you like just travel to kind of visit travel? You know, that's a great question because for the most part, it's travel and visit. So I may be in a destination for anywhere from like two days to three weeks. So we typically call that like fast travel uh, versus slow travels when you go to a destination, you stay there for months, weeks and months, um, maybe even as long as a year. Um, so for a long time, I had a nine to five job. And with a nine to five job, there's no slow travel. <laughs> um, there is a report to the office, please. Um, so I really got good at like jetting off in and out of a destination, like traveling in and out. Um, now as an entrepreneur, I do have more flexibility to elongate my trips, but I have a family as well. So I will definitely put myself more in the fast travel category for sure. Nice. Now, what got you into traveling in the first place? So I will say that I've always had an interest in travel because I did it growing up. So my family's from Haiti and we would go to Haiti every summer for our summer vacation or summer breaks. And I loved going to Haiti. I could, I speak Haitian Creole fluently, like the culture, the language, all the things. People think I was born there, <laughs> but I was born in America, but I was so close to Haitian culture because of that, like frequent traveling there. Um, however, as I got older, I 
didn't want to go anymore because I felt like in high school, you kind of want to hang out with your friends, maybe your boo, you know, it's just not cool to be away anymore. Um, so I kind of had a period of time where I let it go. I was like, oh, I don't really want to go. But again, I was going to the same place over and over and over again. So I wasn't that kid that grew up doing road trips or going to Disney or it was just, you're going to Haiti again. Uh, <laughs> by the time, <laughs> by the time like college hit, you know, like everyone's going to spring break, people going to the DR, you know, Puerto Rico, all these like really cool places. I ain't got the money to do that. So um, then I kind of realized like, wow, you actually need money to travel and I don't have much of it. So I made this like, I made this pack with myself because I really wanted to do a study abroad, study abroad program in Paris, but I couldn't afford it. And at the time my mom was losing her house and I asked her, I was like, Hey mom, I really want to do this. She was like, we'll do whatever it takes for you to go to Paris if you want to study abroad. But the truth is that she, we were losing our house. So how could I, how would I be like, mom, I'm going to go to Paris gallivanting while your light bill, you're struggling to keep the lights on. Right. It didn't make any sense. So I decided not to do that Paris study abroad program, but it sparked this thing in me where it's like travel and money go hand in hand. And I made this lifelong promise to myself at that time as once I could afford to travel, I will do it. And not too far behind, a couple years later, I got my first job um, out of graduate school and I saved up for my first trip to Paris. So I went to Paris in 2015, my first solo trip, little savings, budget, like super budget traveler, but I did it. And that felt like a repeatable process where I could rinse and repeat to be able to go on more trips and more trips and more trips. So I've had a very interesting relationship with travel and money where I traveled, but I didn't really appreciate it as a kid. Then as a young adult, I wanted to, but I couldn't have the finances, which is why I've been so passionate about my platform for all these years. The thought card is because I know the struggle. I know what it's like to want to have aspirations, but the math for the money part is just not adding up. And a lot of times, and I'll end at this note, a lot of times it's like people tell you, you have to do one thing or the other, where it's like you either are paying off your student loan debt and sacrificing everything else, or you're just being a traveler and you're traveling digital nomad, whatever. And I'm all about that in between because we can do multiple things at one time, understand that it'll take some more time because you're kind of like scattered a bit and our money is finite, but you can do multiple things. It's all a matter of your goals. Like, what do you want to do? Work at it and also understand that the time is going to pass regardless. So regardless of if you're working at it or not, time's going to pass. So you might as well just put pen and paper. He's like, she's just going off. <laughs> going off. <laughs> One second. <laughs> So the last thing I'll say is that it's really important for you to have your goals set and you can have multiple goals happening at one time. Are you going to be doing full steam ahead on all the goals? Probably not, but that's okay. Um, so I think that's something I had to learn is that I can work on paying off my student loan debt and travel, right? I can work on saving for a home and travel. I can, you know, own a business and travel, 
there's no need to kind of like pick one thing or the other because at least for me travel was that anchor travel was like the thing that i looked forward to the thing that i was like i'm doing this for me so i did not you know i i like did a lot of sacrifices um but that was the one thing i was like i'm gonna treat it like a bill so i'm gonna stop right there <laughs> i'm gonna stop there but it's been a really it's been a really winding road for like my love of passion and for travel, but understanding that money is a very important part of it is really what keeps me going and allows me to continue to explore more and more places. Um, even though I'm not a millionaire, you know? So, yeah. Well, that's awesome because uh, I know a lot of people are looking into traveling and sometimes they just feel like they don't have the budget. They don't have that seed money to kind of get going. And one of the things you did say was budget. Did you actually separate um, cash on the side or did you separate another savings account? Like, how did you how did you do it? Yes. So. I call this my financial system or my money system is like how your money moves from getting your check in your hand to actually spending it at the end of the day, right? So how I create my money system is a couple of ways. Part one is multiple bank accounts. So I'm one of the proponents of like having multiple bank accounts so that you can one, visually see how much money you have for that particular goal. And two, it just is for me, it's easier to not commingle things. If my mortgage and my travel savings were in the same account, I would be a miss <laughs> because I just don't do well with all things together. So I have like something like 11 bank accounts and each bank account has a goal is like a, a is a goal um whether that's my mortgage whether that's like house savings whether that's like going full time fund baby fund travel fund so i have a big account called travel fund and what i did with the 9 to 5 job is every pay period i would have it automatically set an amount to go directly to my travel fund so i wouldn't have to think about saving for travel the behind the scenes psychology of that is treating travel. The behind the scenes psychology of that is treating travel like a bill. So a lot of times people will think of travel as like a luxury item or something that's nice to have at the end of the year. However, if you reframe and say, you know what, travel is consistent with my mortgage, my gym, my cell phone. Now you start to have like routines and now you get to say, okay, I'm incorporating this habit of saving very naturally. And why I love this strategy too, is because when you do see a deal that comes up, a flight deal, a travel deal, you can just go up and actually buy it because you have the money saved there. A lot of people, what they do is that they're planning a trip and then they spend the next six weeks, six months, just mad dash, like saving for that one trip. They like, you know, scrape all their budget and they're just like doing so much for that one trip. And not that we don't do that, but I think it's more holistic if you're like, okay, we're going to save for travel every pay period, every single month, it's going to be automated and you're going to learn to miss that money. The last thing I'll say is saving doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to feel like a sacrifice or like it doesn't have to feel like pulling teeth. How you do that is by saving small amounts. So if you want to start to travel, step one, open that travel fund. Step two, save what you can miss, 
without without really like thinking about it. So when I first started wanting to travel, I could only save $25. That's all I could miss. And that was fine. But that led me to my dream trip to Paris, right? So it doesn't have to be like this pulling teeth, start small, and then continuously grow and grow and grow and grow. I'll just pause there. Um, I do want to say something else too. Something else I think people who struggle with like um, building the habits to save for travel, I also say consider reverse budgeting. So reverse budgeting is this concept where you have a set amount of money set aside for a particular category or line item, for example. But if for whatever reason for that month, you don't spend it, capture those savings and store it away immediately. So with a budget, you're allocating money. With the reverse budget, you're like, okay, reallocating it to something else because it wasn't spent. So that's something that I used to do a lot, especially when money was really tight in the beginning, where I'd be like, okay, I have $200 of spending money this week that I didn't really get to use. So I'm just going to take that $200 and immediately save it to my grocery, to my um, travel fund. For example, you go to the grocery store and at the end of your bill, you say savings of $50. That was real $50 that you would have spent if you didn't have that like shop right, you know, card or coupon, right? So take that $50 that you would have spent, but you didn't, and put that immediately into your travel savings. So there's like little sneaky things that you can do uh, that you can find and discover money um, besides just the automation of just, you know, saving for travel. So these are some of the things that I've used over the years to just, you know, get that account a little bit more fluffy so I can go on that next trip. That is awesome because it brings back to, for some of you who might have uh, watched Netflix, like I will teach you to be rich uh, with Ramit Sethi, who's actually talking about, you know, not sacrificing your life, but also focus on the things that actually bring you joy. And since travel is your thing and you actually make that a priority. So in other words, you make what's excite you a bill. And by having that, it, it seems like it's really paying off. It's literally the one thing that I've done since day one that I'm like, I'm so happy because truly, at least for me, travel is an investment in myself, right? Uh, We invest in stocks and bonds and all those things. That's investing in other companies and that's an asset, right? But for me, travel is an asset. It's an intrinsic asset that I'm going to be investing in. And I think what makes financially savvy travel so unique and special is that we focus on travel, but we're also keeping in mind our other financial goals and our financial picture. It's not like, let's go travel and then screw everything else. And now you're you know, in financial ruin because of your trips. No, financially savvy travel is all about, let's go and adventure, let's be creative about it, but also let's achieve all the things that we wanna do in our personal finances, because travel is a financial goal. It's one of the goals that we're working on at at, at one given time. And there are other things we have to keep an eye on. Again, this is like the whole multi, multifaceted approach that I have, but it's, it's really true. When I'm on vacation, the mortgage bill is still due. Okay. The light bill is still due. So let's just keep a holistic view so that we can do the things and allocate our, our finances to our values, which for me is travel. 
Nice. And because I like to travel, but I like to travel for free as much as possible. And oh, I yeah. use credit cards <laughs> for that. Uh, is there a particular credit card that you uh, you yourself enjoy using? Because I can't say recommend because everybody's life is a little different. But which one that actually resonates the most with you that you use? All right. So I feel like I don't have a favorite. The best credit card is the one that's going to maximize my points and miles for that particular item. So I don't have favorites. Um, and the app I use, I recommend to use for that because that's important, right? What we're talking about now is using points and miles through credit card spending, right? But for you to be able to maximize that, you have to know what card to use at the right time. So I like using an app like Card Pointers where you can literally look and say, okay, I'm at the grocery store. So give me a list of my credit cards that have the most points and miles for the grocery store items. And then I pick the card that, you know, that has the most points and miles. So that's one thing. But I also, I really also sometimes, I know it's probably not what everyone says, but I like the no fee credit cards too. So there are lots of no fee credit cards out there, especially for those who are beginner. It's like, okay, especially if you're in a tight budget, it's like, it's kind of sometimes counterproductive for you to be spending on an annual fee for these perks for travel. So look into no fee credit cards that are aligned with the expenses that you typically spend on. So for us, groceries, dining out, and travel are like our big categories. So when I'm looking for a new credit card, I'm looking for a card that will have two, three, four, five, maybe even 10 times points and miles allocated to groceries, to dining out, to travel. So yes, it's a it's a broad answer. But again, it depends on you and your circumstances. But I like no fee credit cards for beginners. And again, just make a list of like what you spend money on every month and then find credit cards that that are aligned with that to maximize easily. Nice. Uh, yeah, you can't say that any better because it all depends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're going to move on to the third segment, which is talking about the features, which is like, what skills or habits that you feel will take you to the next level? So is that for me personally or for, for me personally, yeah. me personally, all right, as a traveler. So I feel right now, I have this really big push of wanting to retire at 45, if we could do it at 40, I'm down for that too. Uh, but definitely before 50. And it's interesting because as an entrepreneur, a new entrepreneur, it's like my second year in entrepreneurship. Sometimes it feels like I'm taking a step back to take a step forward, right? Um, and I'm still like kind of like on this like raft and trying to figure out like entrepreneurship and the highs and lows and things like that. But I think what I need to master to get me to the next level is to really understand the 401k that I've been saving for so long, what's going on with that? And there are ways I know that I can direct funds to different types of assets versus just doing like a regular like target, like just regular target fund for like 2050 or something like that. So I think I want to spend time learning on how to take more ownership over my retirement savings and to really understand the mechanics so that I can maximize that. So that's one thing that I think I want to, 
you know, that's on my list of things to do. And then on the travel side, I want to get better at redemptions, meaning that I'm really good at earning points and miles, right? I have all these little tips and strategies. I go to the grocery store. I know what car to use, cool beans. But there's people who know like when they're redeeming it for a hotel, say, or for an airline, they're getting so much value out of those points. And I'm not as proficient as some people are, but I'm also okay with knowing that like, hey, I may not be maximizing this, but I got a free hotel stay. <laughs> I, you know, like who does it really yes. matter? You know, I mean, it does matter, but I'm I'm still grateful. Um, I'm grateful, you know, of having this points and miles stash. So, um, and I think this is a very big part of financially savvy travel is knowing your knowledge gaps, right? Knowing the areas that like, I know this well, but I can improve on this. And then you can devote time and resources to learning about those. So I'm more likely to read books about points and miles redemptions. I'm more likely to listen to podcasts about them. I'm more likely if there's like a workshop, I'm going to like go and attend those workshops because I want to learn about those areas and improve. So that's where I'm at right now. And those are the areas I want to like definitely improve moving forward for sure. Nice. And I mean, when it comes to redeeming those points, I mean, I have seen people where they'll like only stay one day, they'll check out, check back in just to get some more. I'm like, it's a lot of work. Let me just, That's, I know. <laughs> just one and you have to pick and choose your battles, right? You got to pick and choose. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to leave the guests before we leave the guests? Is there anything that you want to leave the listeners before we dive into the final four? Yeah, I will just say that, you know, travel is an amazing, it's an amazing experience to have. And if you make a decision that is important to you, incorporate it into your finances, incorporate it into your financial system so you can make it a more consistent thing. I found with the tips I shared today, like having a travel fund, creating automations, reverse budgeting, even earning points and miles through credit cards and all those things, that's my system. And that system ensures that travel is a consistent financial part of my life. And I think that's sometimes a missing piece is that we lack the consistency. And again, these simple things you can start to do can really help you now, okay, I have a little bit of cash that I have every year that I can devote towards this particular goal. Um, so that's like with my big, my big takeaway. And um, the last thing I'll say is that I recently wrote the book, We Are Financially Savvy Travelers, because there wasn't a, de- a f- like I wasn't, there wasn't a defined meaning of what that meant. Like I've been calling my people, my folks, financially savvy travelers for like so long for the last eight years and sitting down and writing that book really helped me unpack what it means to be not only financially savvy, but what that looks like as a travel, as a traveler, as a financially savvy traveler, we are in this in between. We're not budget and we're not necessarily like luxury, like high-end luxury. We're in this we're in this spectrum in between and we're thinking about mindfulness. We're thinking about making sure we're spending on spending wisely, but we're also looking at our financial picture. So I think my last piece of advice is that 
travel is a part of the financial pie. And that's what, again, helps to fuel more people to travel is if you think about it as like part of the pie versus just like, a lot of people think of it as like, oh, it's like Christmas. Once a year, I think about it, you know, and then you're mad dashing to save. That's me right now. Mad dashing to figure out Christmas shopping and uh, my Christmas budget. But um, how much easier would Christmas and the holidays be if I actually had an account and saved for it every little, you know, it would be a lot easier. So that's my, I'm off my soapbox now, but <laughs> I'm very passionate about it. <laughs> Make sure, in other words, bottom line, make sure you got your separate account. She said she got 11. How many, you know, think about it. If you only got three and she rolling around here with 11, you know, she prioritized everything. Oh my goodness. And a planner. <laughs> I am a planner. <laughs> make sure you at least get your number four and maybe five, which is one for travel, one for Christmas. And then you get one for everybody. I'm not sure what you're going to get. Uh, but you ready for uh the final four questions yeah let's go for it yes all right number one what does wealth mean to you wealth means access and freedom so access whether that's to opportunities to people to resources and then freedom that can look like living life on your terms that could look like time freedom that could look like more decision making like they're two very broad words like access and freedom but that's what wealth is it just opens up so much more doors for you uh to improve your life and improve the life of your your, your kin as well so that's what i would i would say all right Number two, what was your worst money mistake? Um, I'm going to say a recent one for this year because I'm still like recovering from it. Over investing in your business as entrepreneurs is a mistake I've made um, because sometimes we're so optimistic. It's funny, my husband's a day trader and I'm like, we kind of have the same mentality sometimes like sometimes <laughs> in day trading like you're so optimistic but like as an entrepreneur i was so optimistic about certain investments that i made and i knew the risks but i was like i minimized them in my head um and those risks came to fruition so now i'm left holding the bag and trying to recover from that um, something else that I think is a mistake is also not having enough savings for the business. Uh, because when you are an entrepreneur, the line between business and personal is very thin. Like it's a very thin veil. So if one side is struggling, the other side is going to try to pick, up. it's just a mess. Um, so but also with that mistake, now I have like a fear of investing too, investing in my business. I'm like, okay, this or you know, earlier this year I did too much. Now I'm not doing nothing at all. So it's like a balance, right? It's a balance of okay, making sure that when you're investing in your business, you understand the benefits and you understand the cons and understand that you will be on the hook for the cons, because it's not always best case scenario. But I'm never making that mistake again. <laughs> I've learned that lesson in 2023. <laughs> Got your PTSD on already. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's, it's... 
But like I said, like I'm still a baby entrepreneur two years in. So yeah. I'm learning. Like these are things I've never had to deal with when I was running my business as a side hustle and I had a full-time job. So these are the learning curves and the learning mistakes. Um, but those learning, I'm never going to do those things again. And, you know, that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. We got to have you back on to talk about business uh, for sure. So yes, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Number three, what was your, what is your favorite financial or non-financial book? Oh, Hmm. It's interesting. Like, I don't really read financial books, to be fair. Um, I kind of find them boring sometimes. <laughs> I do. I do. I kind of find them like, I don't know. I like really quick, like, I like actual books. Like, people who read my books, I'm like, we're in and out. Like, I'm going to tell you what you need to know and get out of there. Um, so I'm more of a financial podcast person. So I listen to quite a bit of podcasts. Can I, sh I could share with you some podcasts I like and listen sure, to. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I love um, the purpose of money with Aquania Skarnay. Mm -hmm. um, that's wealth building and a lot of entrepreneurship ideas there, but um, super savvy, super smart uh, money talk with Tiff. Also Tiffany with Tiffany Grant. Um, I love that she covers lots of different areas and her episodes are like 20 minutes or less. So you're not like overwhelmed and joining on and on. Um, so those are like the two that I really love. Um, I just find those, I think I find them more, just more practical and just a bit more accessible because I'm on the go and I can kind of consume on the go. Nice. Maybe one day I'll make the list. Hey, come on now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like long form content because I got long yeah, I and I play it like mm -hmm. times, I play it like times 2.5 speed. So the you can get a lot in. Yeah. So quick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I enjoy your show too. So, you know. Thank you. <laughs> uh, number four, what is your favorite dish to make? Ooh, my favorite dish to make. Um, I don't really cook, so that's that. But I liked um, it's like this corn. When I used, I used to make this a couple times Thanksgivings ago, but like it's like this corn casserole. So it's like baked corn that's baked, but it's cheesy and creamy, and it's it's like it's kind of like mac and cheese, but like corn mac and cheese i think or corn cheese or something like that uh but it was it was tasty i really liked that um i also like salmon dishes too so anything like salmon um is always like a favorite um so but i really don't really cook so yeah <laughs> love it uh very last question of the show which is where can people find out more about you Absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much for having me. This was awesome to chat through. And the best place to connect with me would be thoughtcard.com. That's my website. It houses my blog and my podcast, The Thought Card. We have over 170 episodes, so plenty of episodes to binge listen to. Um, and you could also check out my books there. So just a great hub for all things if you want to dive into more travel and money. And then I'm on social. So I'm over at the Danielle Desir on Instagram. And that's a behind the scenes of my travels and just what like things I appreciate and love about destinations I travel to. So those are the best places to connect with me. 
Awesome. And everybody, if you got anything value from this show, make sure that you go ahead on and like, subscribe, and share to your other travel investors or even just people that are interested in travel. I think this is a great episode to get you started and definitely something that you can take action on today. So thank you so much, everybody. Y'all have a good one. I'm out. Peace.